We thank once again Jake from another Dolphins podcast in our Odyssey 2400 Sports sister network of football podcastery for joining us a little behind enemy lines action. Andy, who I got to tell you, they have every reason to be confident coming into this matchup with Tua never having lost to Bill Belichick, that high flying offense, a defensive coordinator who promises to do better this week, matchup nightmares along both sides of the line. And as we get into our preview and, of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, a New England Patriots team that we were critical of last six rings postgame following the defeated home in the opener to the Eagles. But then as the week progressed, it's I could see, I could feel the confidence, a little progress, some baby steps. I thought we were trending in the right direction, like people were feeling better about Mac. There was Darius Slay on his podcast, Big Play Slay, saying I got to give credit to Mac Jones. He made a lot of the right checks, right throws, right reads. He was doing great work out there. We thought the line stepped up as well as they could. You know, uh, Kendrick Bourne, he's reborn again. The rookies got their feet wet. Nowhere to go but up. And then as the week ticked on, here we are. Juju Smith-Schuster banged up. What is he hiding? What's going on? The offensive line, literally every starter is on the injury report. You can expect at least 40% of them to probably not play because they're on the concussion protocol. I mean, guy. Can we just, can this team catch a break or is that just, or am I just making excuses? Making excuses. I mean, I think some people, probably not people listening to this, but um, some people would probably argue that they caught a break for somewhere in the range of 18 or 19 years. Um, And that maybe the pendulum has actually swung in the other direction and things are evening out. Um, It's not great. It's not great, Bob. It's not a great way to That's start. Not, I mean, I literally wrote that in my little breakdown of what's going on with Juju Smith-Schuster on WEI.com. Insert not great, Bob, meme here. Like, you just you, – you can't have wide receivers. You know, Parker had the knee last week. What the hell's going on with Juju? Almost no offensive line. And, of course, the Patriots' defense was terrific, and they've just been receiving all their flowers all week long and then some, including an absolute tongue bath from Mike McDaniel earlier today along the lines of, uh, you know, earlier Thursday, like he's the grandfather of the modern defensive scheme. You know, we were figuring out iPods while he was deciphering defense. Like we get it. I, you know, like that, that's the buttering up of the young apprentice to the evil Sith Lord, but all, all that and a bag of chips may still not be enough against a team with a good defense, a quality pass rush. And an offense that looks like they're just, they wake up and roll out of bed and they're ready to put up 35. Well, I don't, there's no way you can complain about Juju and Parker because when you trade for and sign injury prone or injured, already injured receivers, and then they're injured, that's on you. That ain't on them. Like that's a, that's a you problem, not a them problem. And then when you don't invest in depth and talent and experience on the offensive line, well, that's on you when you get to week two and some guys are banged up and you're considering signing waiver wire PUP street free agents because your rookie mid and late round picks are banged up. Like some of these um, are self-made problems. Some of these we saw coming. Some of them we should have seen coming, Um, whatever it is. But I don't think that totally overshadows what you're talking about in terms of positivity. I think there's still still lots of reasons to be positive about the defense. The offense may have its issues, and that may be a problem trying to keep up with Tua and Tyreek and the Dolphins. But the defense, 
put a really nice performance together and added, we're talking about offense losing people, subtracting mm-hmm. people from the mix. Defense added people. Christian Gonzalez can play. Keon White can play. Marte Mapu can probably play, even though he didn't get a ton of snaps. You didn't really use Jalen Mills. Jabril Peppers was used in a different role. Looks like maybe he is truly a year removed post-ACL. More athleticism. You have Jonathan Jones, who you didn't have all summer, and until you see him, there's going to be at least some doubt. Is he ready to go? Is he going to be good to go regular season? So defensively, the strength of your team met the challenge of opening day, came out, played well, and I would even say um, you probably feel better about them in terms of their depth and and ability and, and guys that you can roll through than you did heading into that Eagles game. So positivity on the defensive side of the ball. 100%. The Patriots, as we as we figured this summer, the Patriots were likely to pin their hopes or at least lean on their defense, their speed, their power, their prowess, a solid secondary or at least an excellent safety core with a cornerback unit that could be a house of cards depending on which way the wind blows any given week or could be a strength like it was last week. Yes, Jonathan Jones has had success in the past against Tyreek Hill. You're likely not going to see the New England Patriots play press man against the Miami Dolphins who just have an absolute fleet of mid-sized speedsters who can burn you at a moment's notice anywhere all over the field. Tua has been playing or at least debuted with a lights-out effort 466 yards last week. Funny enough, though, the only quarterback that had more yak last week in terms of yards after catch than Tua was Mac Jones. So he actually was getting it done through the air last week. He wasn't relying on his speedsters to just take the ball and run with it, though they're still incredibly adept at that. The defensive line got pressure. They flushed out Jalen Hurts time and again. They got in his grill. They made his reads difficult. They're going to need to do all of that and then some again this week because I, I can't tell you what kind of effort we're going to get from the Patriots defense. The one thing we can hope is that whatever form iteration or version of the offensive line, they trot out Sunday night at eight 20 on Sunday night football. Let's just hope they at least are healthy enough to remember to push people in the opposite direction to allow Zeke and Ramondre to do their work because the dolphins gave up, like you pointed out uh, on a previous phone of the 19 podcast we did this week, they gave up 5.9 yards per carry. 240 on the ground. That's a good Chargers offensive line and some good running backs, but the Pats are going to have to establish themselves on the ground this week because you can't have Mac Mac, uh, 75% of their plays on offense last week were passing dropbacks. That's not a formula for success. Well, first of all, whatever line they put out there is not a formula for success, in my opinion. I, I just don't know how, even if it's, I mean, I guess best case scenario, you're hoping that Cole Strange uh, gets healthy and Mike on gets healthy and gets back out uh, there. But they haven't played. They haven't gotten reps. Are they even able to play? It's kind of what we talked about last week. Even if they get out there, do you have to rotate. Are they not ready to play a full game? I mean, one of the more stunning things of opening day was that you used five offensive linemen that played all snaps, 100% of the snaps mm-hmm. in that opener against that dominant defensive front. Now this front, not as dominant, still good, still has disruptors, still had playmakers. And, I mean, if we're being honest, if we're being dead honest, dead honest, dead honest, the likelihood is the Dolphins front kicks the Patriots offensive lines ass. Correct. I'd say gives them trouble. Kicks their ass. Okay. Gives them trouble. Who's playing left tackle? It's a great question. (laughs) So you don't. I literally it's Thursday afternoon at four o'clock and I don't know who's playing left tackle. 
TBD sucks. We learn it with Major League Baseball when it's like two hours before game time and it says TBD is starting tonight. Usually bad news for your team. And when you have a left tackle whose name is TBD, that's bad news. Now, I'm joking because I'm sure Bill Belichick and Adrian Clem and Bill O'Brien have a list and contingency plans. Um, Good friend Mike Cadlick had a little note that I believe it was over the last two years players who were on the injury report with concussions didn't play that week or something like that. Like well, they don't, it's, it's not likely you see Trent Brown. Um, that's if Trent Brown even wants to play. I mean, I have no idea. I'm going to throw that out there just because Trent Brown. And I think that's always part of the story, whether he's engaged and you know, whatever. Um, and that's not a head injury thing. Oh, in my day, we played through head injuries. Nope. That's just Trent Brown is the, is the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from him. Like he can dominate or he can not be out there. And so, when you start a game not knowing who your left tackle is, and you're not a team that has an abundance of linemen. Well, you do actually have an abundance of linemen. Oh, yeah. You brought 11 into the season. And you got about 15 more in the practice squad. You just don't have an abundance of good, proven linemen. Like, guys, you're really comfortable and excited to get out there and in uniform. You don't know who your left tackle is. You don't know who your left guard is. You don't know if your captain and center will be out there. He'll probably be out there because he's tough and he's a captain. He's a center. You don't know how good he'll be, how healthy he'll be. You don't know who your right guard is. Hey, good news is you know your right tackle, I think, unless you make him be the left tackle. But if he's at right tackle, you felt okay about him making his debut coming off NFI. So, you know, those of you that believe that questions on the offensive line are a first step toward getting your ass kicked, I would say the greatest likelihood is the Dolphins kick your ass on, on the offensive line. Yeah. There's a greater likelihood than not, or as we like to use with triggering phraseology in these parts in Pat's nation, it is more probable than not that a healthy Miami defensive line with Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba, and more. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Bradley Chubb, Bill Belichick's yeah. former defensive line, Bay. Give the defense. Pats offensive, this makeshift patchwork, discount double check offensive line, a handful fits, and then some as well. And I think that's going to end up disrupting whatever the game plan was. Whatever you see on Sunday night is going to likely be a dialed back version of whatever Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones wanted to go with in the first place because they're not going to have what is so precious and elusive to all of us in this life, Andy. Time. They're just not going to have time. I'm not actually as worried about the dialed back game plan because you'll have to do that. They'll practice it all week. They did it against the Eagles and there were times where Mac got the ball off really quickly in the face of Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and those guys in the middle there was interior swift pressure on him and they made it work at times what I'm worried about is the Mike Tyson thing not it not the dialed back offense what happens when the dialed back offense gets punched in the face and that is struggling and you have to dial it back even more from the dialed back version what the hell is that just hand off left hand off right hand off left hand off right what is a dialed back version of a dialed back offense? Ah, uh, we might find out Sunday starting at 820. <laughs> oh boy. I wanted to be excited. I was so ready to be excited about this game. I was so ready for the Patriots to get in a shootout with Tua and finally get their first dub against him and have a big win and then go into the Jets week now with Zach Wilson under center. Like, who knows what's going on? What's up for grabs? And instead now it's like, well, they're now they're a three-point dog at home. They opened it two. Now they're already down to a three-point dog. They're banged up. They're like, they just rolled over an SUV on the, on the, on the freaking highway. And by the way, the next two weeks, they're probably going to get against the best two defenses in the NFL. But other than that, awesome. But I would also say you don't want to get in a shootout. 
the last thing I think you want is a shootout. I'm going back to the other side of the ball. If you've noticed, there's a flippity, floppity, floppity, flippity uh, nature to my analysis. When you talk offense, I'm negative. When you talk defense, I have some positivity. And, you know, they're banged up on the offensive line a little bit too. You may be able to take advantage of that. You're playing well. You have more weapons. Also, by the way, Keon White continues to roll. And a uh, little side note here in this prediction, um, Christian Barmore has been pretty good. Pretty good. Not great. I don't good think start. He's taken good, the leap. good. Better start than last year. Yes. Better start than last year. But he still hasn't taken the leap that like, oh, my God, did you see Barmore dominate that game? And I, I, I'm waiting for our Chris Jones. Yes. Well, I think you might be careful, Christian Barmore, because and maybe this is actually good for his development. I think you were not too far off from people saying, hmm, maybe Keon White is the developing dominant defensive lineman who's going to be the superstar on this front. And maybe Christian Barmore is just a good guy who'll be next to Keon White. And so I'm interested. And it, that might be a great thing for the Patriots. If if White develops into a star um, athlete, versatile sort of playmaker on the defensive front and Barmore is next in line, that's probably a pretty good development overall. Uh, be nice if they just pushed each other, and we don't know who is the great young defensive lineman on that team. Kind of like the Eagles. How about they do the Eagles thing where you're like, hey, who's the great young? Oh, well, maybe it's Jordan Davis. Maybe it's Jalen Carter. You know, they still have the old guys too. That would be a nice MO for them to uh, to replicate. But I am I am somewhat confident that the defense will give Tua and company trouble at times. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they held the Eagles to field goals, essentially. If you take out all the crap the offense did to them, they held the Eagles to field goals. And I will say, if they don't give up big plays, I think mm -hmm. they're very much in this defensively, very much in this. But you're also talking about don't do something that you did a year ago when, um, was it Bentley and Duggar missed the tackle on Waddle and he went the distance? Like, you can't do that. No missed tackles, no guys getting free, and all of a sudden they're running down the field throwing the uh, peace out sign. You have to tackle. You have to keep everything in front. Make them – it's old-school defense for the Patriots. GTFB, the pass rush, the con in mm -hmm. concert with the coverage, <laughs> tackle well, that whole GFB, thing. I love that. Hey, by the way, a little matchup to keep an eye on. Maybe your good one this time, Andy Hart, would be this. Isaiah Wynn, former friend of Foxborough, former Patriot. Uh, got the start last Sunday at left guard. I had heard some rumblings he may have to play left tackle this game. Was Is there any truth to that? Uh, well, the Armstead is hurt, and they played yep. a Kendall Lamb last week, who I am not – sacrificial lamb I'm not familiar with. Right. So, um, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if they had to bump him out, which not the worst thing in the world for Matthew Judon. Not exactly. How about this, too? Mike Reese tweets out an hour ago, the middle of Thursday afternoon, the 14th, former Patriots on Dolphins, 53-man roster, of course, Isaiah Wynn, slot receiver Braxton Berrios, old pal Justin Bethel, and Jake Bailey, the Jake Bailey revenge game. Of facing Wynn, defensive tackle Lawrence Guy said, quote, I know he has a chip on his shoulder coming back into the stadium. He knows our defense. I would, too, if I was in his situation. Damn, girl, we got us a little bit of a revenge game on Sunday night. Oh, and by the way, Mike Kosicki is facing his former employer as well. I'm not really all that worried about Isaiah Wynn. I mean, the guy had a chip on his shoulder when he was here. The guy always had a chip on his shoulder. He had a dink on his shoulder. He was a dink. I don't even know what you want to call it, but I'm not that worried. And Isaiah Wynn is not going to dominate the game. He's not. You're gonna, not going to lose this game because of Isaiah Wynn, ironically, even though his last name, you know. I got, got it. Totally. Um, they're they're going to win for other reasons. 
Um, I'd actually be more worried about, does your boy Braxton Berrios do anything? You know, you fixate on Waddle and Hill coming off that opener where they each average 19.5 yards per catch. It's okay. The Patriots send so many resources towards those two guys that Berrios just does the death by a thousand cuts damage. And suddenly you look up and like, oh, crap. We should probably start covering him. He's got 10 catches for 98 yards and, you know, seven first downs, and he's the reason they're moving the football. Um, so that's that's a challenge. The one thing I wanted to bring up that I think, um, and we talked with uh, our guest a little bit about it earlier, is that I think the Dolphins are in a really interesting spot, that yeah. they're kind of flying under the radar even before this weekend. They're like – they weren't the Bills, who are in the incumbent division champion. They weren't the Jets, who are like the new hype train Aaron Rodgers. They kind of had a splashy but quiet offseason. Ramsey is there, mm-hmm. then Ramsey gets hurt and all of that. Mike McDaniel is kind of settling into who he is, which is quirky, weird, wannabe comedian, whatever the hell he is. But, but reasonably, time, but effective as well. Absolutely. Especially when he has Good coaching, Tua, they work. When he has oh, Tua, yeah. They cook. They make. And he did some nice coaching last week, too, at the end of the half where he took the timeout with nine seconds left. Two pass plays. They get a penalty. They knock through a 45-yard field goal before the half. Like, that was really good coaching right there. And it's early in the year. It's warm, so he hasn't yet taken to um, using a vape at any point. I was going to say, no vapes yet. Or get a hit. Um, Mm -hmm. And by the way, New England fans who are like like to make fun of McDaniel, he's quirky, right? Would you agree Mm -hmm. he's quirky? Uh, quirky? That's an understatement the size of Trent Brown, yes. He's as quirky as Bill Belichick is. Probably not as quirky. Just in a different way. He, yeah. He's the millennial quirkster, if you will. Like He's very contemporary, odd, right. unique. Uh, so Bill Belichick if, is the old quirky old grump. Yeah. So those of you, you people, that spent 20 years defending Belichick and just let him be, oh, I love it when Bill does that. Bill's so funny. Bill's so cool. Bill does his thing. Bill doesn't give an F about you guys. All right, all right. You've made your point. You've alienated enough listenership at this point. Yes, go ahead. Yes, we get it. not alienating anything. I'm just pointing out facts. Simple facts. These Um, are your... I think McDaniel would like the spot his team is in. 1-0, big win on the road, going to New England. Everybody's talking about the Jets falling apart and the Bills struggling. Like, okay, just ignore us. We'll be fine, and we'll just keep rolling right along, and we're looking to do some damage. We'll go. Yeah, the Dolphins are looking to pick up a second conference win, a first win in the AFC East. The Jets already have a quality win in the AFC East. Buffalo's looking to get a conference win Sunday against Jimmy G. Go Raiders on Sunday. I'll be rooting for my guy, Jacoby Myers to say the least, to get up there and take care of business in Orchard Park as well. Oh, man, my confidence is uh, its far from shaken, but it's rattled a little bit. Got to tell you, not feeling the same as I did earlier in the week, but that's all right. The, when it comes down to putting your money where your mouth is, you should always trust your gut and your conviction. Uh, before we get to our final prediction on the game, Andy, it is time once again for the Six Rings and Football Things FanDuel Sportsbook. Better the week brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Andy, I have, because at time of publication and record, there are no individual player props as of yet on Miami versus New England. However, there are a lot of your basic same-game parlay action and so much more available to you. So I'm going to offer a pick on the game. Uh, in the over-under, you're going to make a game pick. And then I'm just going to throw out there another NFL bet that I'm feeling surprisingly good about. So let's go ahead and get your first bet right here. In terms of Pats versus Fish, who you got? Um, This, to me, is a relatively simple one. I, I know this is Gresh's side of the street, but 
when the offensive line is as porked as the Patriots offensive line looks like it might be again, maybe it all turns around. Maybe Cole strange and Mike Unwin who play hundred percent of the snaps this week. And that really gives a boost to that line. Who knows? Fingers crossed. I hope it happens. I would love to see it. Cause I would love to see what you said, get the old Alabama quarterbacks to get in a little bit of a shootout and see if you can Hell have yeah. some fun in this game on a Sunday night football, prime time Gillette stadium, the big scoreboard. First time we're really going to see it in a big game at night with the lights and the lighthouse and the bell and all these things um give me the dolphins <laughs> i give the give me the dolphins to uh lay the three and cover it i just patriots got a moral victory sooner or later they need a real victory and i'm not sure this is the spot they get it in all right uh andy likes the dolphins giving three latest line he gives three points to it opened at two and it'll be a three-point, a field goal that Andy is confident in giving to the Patriots. He is taking the Dolphins. I would, I would take the over overall. It's forty-six and a half right now. But more than that, Andy, the New England Patriots. We often speak of they need to score twenty-four or more to be in this game, right? And I know they're a shaky O-line play, but I saw so many positive signs. Juju Smith-Schuster and the curious case of his mysterious knee withstanding. I felt pretty good about what I saw out of that offense. And I think they're playing a lesser defense this week. Now, I know Vic Fangio has said he'll do better. He'll do more. The points that they gave up last week was from a lack of preparation on his standpoint. However, I see Michael McCorkle Jones improving a little bit. I see the running attack getting after it and keeping the Patriots in this game. I'm going to take Patriots over 22 and a half points at minus 112. That's my Patriots bet here for the FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. And while we're at it, if you're looking to scratch the itch somewhere else and have a little action throughout the course of the day leading into the sniff with the Finns at the Foxborough football people, I also like the Jets getting nine and a half against Dallas. Final score of that game could be 13 to six. That's a dub. Dallas may very well win. If you're feeling frisky, hell, go ahead and take the money line on the Jets. I think that's plus 350. However, I do like... I do like the Jets to cover because I think their defense is going to keep them within 10 points of any game this year, regardless of how you feel about old Zachy Milf uh, in his action under center for the Jetropolitan. So there you go, folks. Your FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week on Six Rings and Football Things. Andy likes the fish, giving three to the Patriots at Gillette. I say the Pats score over 22 and a half points. And a little bonus action, take the Jets on the road at Jerry World, getting nine and a half, Mrs. Bueller. All right, final thoughts, Andy, as we wrap up this fantastic episode of Six Rings and Football Things in advance of Dolphins-Patriots. If the Patriots win, I think we're talking about a breakout game for Ramondre Stevenson, like a 200-plus type yard game where you're like, kids, we know what jersey we're buying. Kids, we know what football cards we're buying. Ramondre Stevenson, if the Patriots pull this little upset here at home Sunday Night Football, give me Ramondre Stevenson to be the star of the game. And if the Patriots are able to pull this out, they likely will give up a few points during the course of this game. We may be looking at not only his first victory in the quarterbacks of Alabama shootout, this could be that signature win, the potential comeback that we've been looking for. Mac Jones has been on the cusp of a comeback, a signature win that he has basically lacked his entire career as the quarterback of the Patriots. If he can finally put his stamp on a dub, this would be it, and I think it would be a massive confidence builder for the Patriots going forward. All right, folks, don't forget uh, when you guys wrap up Dolphins, Patriots, Sunday night around 1130 or so, the Six Rings postgame show on WEEI with Fitzy and Hart. We'll be on 1130P to 2A. That's right. We're always Excuse there me. for you guys. Yeah. Excuse me, 2A? 
Yeah, to a, we're working till two in the morning together. Yes, we are. It's Son. gonna be it's gonna be a late one. It's gonna be a long one. But we do it for you, people, and of course the love of the sport and a small check every now and again, or at least once every two weeks. <laughs> thank you very much, FanDuel. Good job, Jake Mendel. Thank you so much for joining us from just another Dolphins, another Dolphins podcast. Justin Turpin, as always, everybody at WEI.com, 2400 Sports, and the Odyssey Sports Network. Fahat, this is Fitzy. Thanks for listening to Six Rings and Football Things. We'll talk to you Sunday night after Fish at Pats. Have a great rest of your week. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.